You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. We have a brand new studio. (laughs) We're outside on a lovely day because it is also a special day. Quite frankly, a day and a program that uh, most of you thought probably would never happen. It's the 100th edition of Scatter Shooting. 100th B. 100 B. Oh, yeah, we had some technical difficulties, didn't we? <laughs> uh, I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. And uh, we have some very special guests with us today. Ed and Jim and Rachel. They didn't really want us to use their last names because, well, that was the only big yeah. condition they had for coming on the show. The ones pod Anonymity. Pod crashers. Well, you know, as I like to say, or I like to wear whiskey helps and uh, with some lying. of the things yeah with some of the things going on in the world these days um sometimes you need a bit of a swig uh and so we're uh, we're going to do that and anyway you kids haven't seen me without a drink in my hand since this show started so you're not gonna today either um there it is but yes we have several things to talk about and one uh as we record this show today a major hurricane basically a cat five is coming ashore on the gulf coast of florida near fort myers south of uh, tampa hurricane ian and they're talking about in some areas down there storm surge uh, as high as 18 feet with uh, waves three to four feet high on top of that and uh, we heard governor desantis a few minutes ago say there's a group of 31 people on a barrier island uh, near there that have decided to stay on the island. So uh, we wish them good luck, but uh, that's not a good place to be on an island that's uh, two or three feet above sea level, probably at the most, when a storm surge of 18 feet is uh, coming in and winds to 155 and gusts to 185. So a... uh, what uh, could easily turn into and probably already is a catastrophe down in uh, Florida. For those who don't realize and they're watching the video, the top of our heads is about three feet. The middle of the roof of the house behind us is about 18 feet. So you can... So think about that. Why would you stay? Why would you stay? They're bad at math. (laughs) Well, you know, we wondered about that. Why would you stay? And uh, all, all of them did from what the governor said. And I guess it all comes down to, you know, this is their home. They've lived there for, who knows, 20, 30 years. And they just decided they didn't want to leave. Although, I'm I'm a little shocked that everyone stayed. Because, you know, when you're in that situation and you're... And maybe they also had hopes of, well, you know, hey, we've been told this before. It won't be as bad. It won't be as bad as what they say. It'll make a turn, and it's going to miss us, or the worst of it will miss us. Mm. Otherwise, I mean, I certainly would have gotten the heck out of there. And, uh, you know, because, you know, an 18-foot high storm surge and 150-mile-an-hour winds, that is not survivable. What were the winds with May 3rd? Just so... the well, the, tor- the the tornadoes actually had winds much higher. Were they? Yeah. The May 3rd tornado, the El Reno uh, tornado, where three storm chasers were killed. The El Reno tornado actually 
was the largest and had the strongest winds ever recorded on the planet. What were they? Can you remember? In excess of 300 miles an hour. And that tornado was at its peak two and a half miles wide. And, but still, even at two and a half miles wide, compared to a two or 300 mile wide hurricane, now you're not having 150 mile an hour winds and all of that. And the other thing about tornadoes that we have here, even the biggest of them, they're over in a few minutes. And it's passed you by. And in some areas of, sometimes in the smaller ones, even if you live on the same block as someone who has a direct hit, you may not have any damage at all at your house down at the other end of the block. Well, a hurricane, it's going to be much more widespread because you're dealing with so many other things. Mm -hmm. The, The wind, the storm surge... The rain, there's some areas of Florida that may get two feet of rain. Mm. Plus, they're also having tornadoes down there. They'll have tornadoes in this, too. Not like the May 3rd or the El Reno tornado, but nonetheless. So it, it becomes really bad. But tornadoes, the, the worst tornadoes will have winds. And most of the F4s, F5 tornadoes will have winds in excess of 200 miles an hour. And the El Reno storm, it was a little over 300, according to the... Which your university, the University of Oklahoma, has done tremendous research in uh, storms, tornadoes specifically, and various other storms. And uh, the university is home to the uh, the National Severe Storms Lab. They have the what they call the uh, Doppler on wheels. They used to just have one, and they invented it down there which took a a Doppler radar on the back put a Doppler radar in the back of a flatbed truck and took it out on the road. They now have several of those and that's where the wind measurement of the El Reno tornado came from is from one of the Doppler on wheels that they had out there in that storm. They've done great research and uh, it is a uh, the national of course the Norman office of the National Weather Center is National Weather Service is down there. Nestle is down there. Various other research areas. So even though you guys can't beat Kansas State, you do a great job when it comes to some Oklahoma of that research. But does some of the best meteorologists because of our, our From weather. that to school at OU? Yeah. Because yeah. yes. the weather is so bipolar. And the weather, not only do they have, uh, you know, people flock to OU to take the meteorology courses down uh-huh. there. Uh, but the weather here, if, if you are interested, now some people, not everybody's interested in tornadoes. You have some people that are more interested in hurricanes, more, some people that may be more interested in winter type stuff. Mm-hmm. But to do research and study severe weather, there's no place better than here, than here. Mm-hmm. at the University of Oklahoma if you're studying it and the TV stations here. And one thing, those of you who know me know I am a massive weather geek. And if those who are listening don't know that, they know it now. They know it now. (laughs) This segment brought to you by the Oklahoma University Meteorological School. There you go. I mean, as much as I hate to praise them, I mean, you know, credits do where credits do. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm an OSU guy. I went to school at OSU, but I mean, you know. um, But the, uh, if if you're interested in, in working in 
uh, television weather, there's no better place to work. If you're interested in severe weather, no place better to work than Oklahoma City and probably Tulsa, mm -hmm. maybe a couple of other places. But the TV stations in Oklahoma City throw a lot of money <laughs> at their weather coverage to, to just keep up with each other. Interesting. Be because they have their weather. I would say the weather budgets at the Oklahoma City TV stations probably is more than the weather budget of any other area in the country because they have so many uh, assets that they deploy can you imagine, in severe weather. Can you imagine being a weather guy in San Diego? <laughs> like, Pretty what easy do you, job. What do you do? I mean, you just record the, the next Same, quarter's sure. weather, and then you come yeah, in sure. once a quarter. Take a break, take a vacation. Today's you know. going to be sunny, high of 73. And, uh, watch for the uh, marine watch. layer may come in That's overnight. Right. Our you know, meteorologist fall. even tells how to dress. So <laughs> even tell you how to dress. <laughs> right. Right. Well, Damon Lane, I, I like I listening to Damon anyone. Lane from this standpoint. I like when he talks about when the tornado is on the ground or something, or of course they say it's on the ground when it's not always on the ground. But anyway, he says uh, it's on the corner of 15th and uh, Westminster, uh, and it's right there. You'll you'll know just before that's that wind song edition, mm -hmm. and then it's right up there coming up right before you get to rock, mm -hmm. right? Whatever. He, he's like telling you everything that's at the intersection. Well, You're like, I, how I, do you freaking know all of it? You know, that's impressive. Uh, and and you know the radars that. The TV stations have uh, can get it down to the block, you know, to oh, show you. And it's just right. you know, like the weather app, the radar app that I have <laughs> gets it down yeah. to the block. Also, so who do you like to listen to, Randy? He he just I'm, does it himself. Yeah, I just take care of it all myself. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, no, I I like to, I like to go back and <laughs> he's forth. my meteorologist. I uh, I don't watch the I don't watch anything. I think I think Channel Five generally. We'll play it right down the middle. Okay. Channel four, I think, will hype it more. Yeah. And channel nine is more down the middle, uh, but but they'll hype it some too. So I it just kind of depends. And then a lot of people, you know, they just have their favorites. Like Jeremy likes watching <laughs> Damon Lane. Other people like Mike Morgan. Well, Other and that's people the like only reason I like David him, Payne. just so you know. I just. You know, he'll say just silly things like, listen, if you if you did an online order at that Sonic, you're going to want to pick it up now because right. in seven minutes. <laughs> right. And, I mean, right. he just words things in a weird way, you know. Right. Uh, but they all do. They all do a, a really good job. And as far as presenting it, uh, in some respects, I think Channel 9 does the best because they have so many people that are involved in it. All the storm trackers wow. they have is David likes to say the largest team of storm trackers in the state or in the nation actually because they also the same people that own channel nine own channel six in tulsa and a lot of times they will combine mm. their assets and so they have two helicopters two teams of okay. storm trackers where they can literally cover the state and when i bounced around on the internet watching tv stations and other parts even in big markets like dallas you know, I was watching a couple stations, you know, when they had a tornado down there, I'm watching them. The guy was, the weatherman was out there with the radar. That's it. Nobody else. Oh, my No gosh. storm trackers out. No sky cam of, hey, here's what's, it's just that. And I'm like, really? In Dallas? Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I've had friends come in from Texas 
and when we've had storms in there, like, what is this, like a whole thing, like a mm -hmm. whole production? Like, yeah, it's a whole is. thing. Well, I mean, yes. after some of those big tornadoes, like, we, I went through the main third tornado and lost everything. I mean, it got to where, be weather aware, schools were now letting out early. I mean, right. it's, a, it's turned into a big deal. Right. Now. Right. Yeah. Gary England used to go around to the schools. I remember my daughter uh -huh. talking about that. Is that she? I was the only weather guy that she right. would listen to, but it would all stem from them doing a PR visit talking about those terrible twisters. Those, yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Those terrible right. twisters. I was in elementary school and yeah. had them come, and I learned about cumulus clouds. Yep. You know the that show in the eighties. Uh, the, the Terrible Twisters show got so big and it was such a production that it went well beyond schools. Yeah, Lloyd Noble, right? Lloyd Noble Center had the Terrible Twisters show one night in front of 10,000 people. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, so weird. It, Why do you think it went so popular? Just because of the weather in Oklahoma? Yeah, and, and because, I mean, you know, Gary England at that time was tremendously popular yeah uh, and uh, and channel nine at that time the ratings were huge because they were a cbs affiliate and a lot of cbs program this this was when the day the the heyday of dallas, dallas yeah. and oh, yeah. uh, knots landing and, and falcon, falcon crest, crest and uh, you know di all yeah. that yeah. and so the ratings we were huge <laughs> yeah yeah well this was you know I, this was the 80s i read about it That's yeah like, right yeah. and uh, and it was an amazing thing and they had they did uh, they had a little song there when they would run uh promotions you know a 30 second commercial about this that or the other and the song was the spirit of oklahoma song mm -hmm. oh yeah Reba McIntyre yes, sang yes. that song. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. And I remember at a concert in the 80s where she was, people, you know, she would, were yelling up on the stage, sing the spirit song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and finally she did. She sang. So, I mean, that's how nuts it was yeah. in, in those days. It's like rock stars, man. Yes. Yeah. And you got Absolutely. to be a rock star. Well, I was involved in that involved uh, in some, that. absolutely. And uh, you were a storm chaser for Gary, weren't you? Uh, for many years. Yeah. And uh, and we had some, you know, uh, some of the first uh, cell phone video of tornadoes. Roger Cooper, who was an anchor then, kind of set all that stuff up. Roger was a huge computer geek. Yeah. And he figured out a way to do that. Now, now, when someone comes up to you in public, they say, hey, aren't you Randy Renner on that scatter shooting show? Is yes, that what they do now? That's absolutely right. Yeah, I figured yes. that was, Not Randy yes. Renner, Storm Chaser. No, no. no. And uh, I try not to do any of that anymore, except once in a while, some of the old guys from back in the day will call and go, hey, you want to go to Hinton with me? <laughs> <laughs> Storm's coming in. Uh, no, I think I'll pass. I asked one time. <laughs> I, <laughs> Randy was leaving on a Wednesday. I was like, Storms were coming in, I think, either the next day or something. I'm like, dude, we should go storm chasing. I was all excited. Randy's like, I mean, no. <laughs> too much whiskey in him right now. And I'm now. like, come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Come on. He, he take probably, me storm chasing. Yeah. <laughs> he finally put two and two together. Like, chasing tornadoes is not. Yeah, it was. That, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best option. No, no. There were some close calls a couple times. Now, and, and when we're talking about, this is my segue for you, by the way, because this is what I specialize in. When we talk about Randy being a storm chaser, we're not talking about the entertainment crew at the Thunder. 
Speaking of the Thunder, uh, you're working well, you for them so again, and so well, is yeah, Gabe. Yeah, that's true. But but you we know, have now, now let's let's say you know Gabe, your son, yeah, is uh, taking over. Wait, for, my son? Yes. Oh, taking over for DJ Boom. Yeah, the uh, DJ Boom has been a mainstay at the Thunder for well since they started. So basically, Gabe's going to be him. Gabe is the new DJ Boom. Now but there's is he another have guy. A name? No, well, Gabe. I like a like a no DJ Gabe. No, DJ because so, DJ Gabe, so here's Gabe, boom. the, the <laughs> no boom Gabe. No, none of everything you're saying. <laughs> okay. No, so so when it started, there's there's always been two DJs, and so we had DJ Boom, and then we had Nugget. Nugget was uh, he spent a lot of time. He was that was his on air name for Magic and Wild, and he was an actual uh, uh, guy on a morning show, and so. Uh, after he quit or stopped working there, I don't know all the circumstances, but after he did that, uh, Boom was doing it. Uh, and then we had uh, Ryan Plunkett, yeah. you know, our mutual connection. He was running sound, one of the guys I trained. So he stepped in and started taking over for Nugget's position. But my point is those two different DJs, one of them really handles mostly pregame and timeouts, and the other one is in-game, the prompts and all those things. Well... The uh, so there's always been more of a public DJ and then a game DJ that nobody okay. really knows. Well, that kind of switched over the last four seasons, three or four seasons, and they hired a guy uh, named Marcus who used to work or used to tour with the Black Eyed Peas. He was in that group, and um, and so he's he's kind of the the front DJ, if you will. So he's over on the end zone and got lights, and he'll be on camera and stuff. Um, and he handles the breaks and timeouts and things like that pregame. But then Gabe's role is does replace where DJ Boom was, but it's all the in-game stuff. But what's kind of interesting about that is that he's all of the prompts that people are going to be hearing in the games, all the defensive beats and all those things, uh, for the most part, he, he will have created at least 95% of them. So it's not just him doing the music that they give him, but he's actually got to create it, which he's, Excited as Isn't it fun I'll watching him go further than you? Back off, woman. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that happen yet, so I don't know. I don't know. This generation is going to go, Jeremy, who? Yeah. We know well, Gabe. Has, the, has the CCP approved? I mean, when does he submit that and have uh, Chairman G yeah, approve it? And, of course, King LeBron. Yeah, no, they, they uh, weigh in at the end of every season, and then he's either killed or... They keep him alive. Shipped oh, okay. off, shipped off to <laughs> someplace. I just wanted to make sure everything was approved. In but the through, process yeah, yeah. China's followed. China's definitely involved in the decision making yeah. process. That's not true for those. Is this who are another thinking. segue? You uh, know, I don't know how not true it is. <laughs> well, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, but anyway, yeah. It's it's good. It's exciting to see. Well, and and what's cool? This will be his first season doing that. Last season he was. He did take over for my role, which had been running sound for everything and actually mixing the sound. But um, but I'll be back doing that again this year, and, and he'll be in that Are you going to take his spot because he's moving? <laughs> you going to go back? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Here was the, the really cool motivation. I came back at the end of last year just because I got to work with him, and yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, work with him was kind of, you know, academically speaking. We weren't, like, next to each other. So he would be in one area, I'd be in another. In this environment, he'll be sitting at the same table with me. So it'll be me and him at bottom of the 300 section at the half-court line, him doing music, me mixing sound. That's so cool. So it's like a father and son who got season tickets to the Thunder, but they pay you for it. Yeah, you get paid to sit there. <laughs> and we do have to show up early. But that's okay. That's right. Really cool. Yeah, that is. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. That is. Uh, but you did that's open very, the door. very cool. I mean, 
I'll give you that credit. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's funny. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother discussion. But anyway, it is good. Um, and and this will be a fun year because expectations remain low. And, you know, that's some of the more fun years because you don't have near the, the tenseness of mm-hmm. other years. I'm You know, when you have the Thunder in their heyday as the Thunder, not counting Seattle, you, you know, you're, you're pushing for these spots in the playoffs. You, you, now you're, you're not right. even talking about yeah. getting in the playoffs. You're talking about your positioning in the playoffs and uh, home court advantage and all that jazz. And it just, it's pretty intense. And now what's interesting, I will say this, there's a lot more uh, pressure on the entertainment crew, which is what we're part of when the team isn't great because you're, you're the show. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, we have an amazing team there and, even with the pressure is more again just kind of in name only we all just continue to do what we've always done mm-hmm. right um, but I, i'll tell you what john leach and he doesn't listen to the show so i'm truly not kissing up here but as the producer he he, he really doesn't, we've had him on the show no we haven't had john on the show yes we have we have yes sorry john it's been a hundred episodes <laughs> he can't remember all it ha- exactly back <laughs> off i'm actually but you remember but has he really been on the yes. show yes Right, right here. That's so weird. You yes. were just supposed to let that go so he can finish. You know. I guess I, sh- I should have. But yeah, yeah. Well, go anyway. ahead, Jeremy. All I was going to say, he said he he's listened, such a great that he boss, liked it. Such a great producer. <laughs> I've heard a lot. Well, about he had, uh, John you is have. John oh, is yeah. a, he is a really good guy. He is, he does he, a great job. He does, but he's it, what I like is he's always super active on trying to do something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're working on a project right now that, in case anyone is listening in the Thunder organization, they wouldn't want me to talk about. So I won't. But it is neat, just just some of the cool stuff that, that he's wanting us to do. So. Well, you know, probably if the guys directly with the Thunder organization aren't listening to us, Chairman G's people are recording yeah. it, and they'll send, they'll them, send, a, send copy. a copy and they'll yeah. just, uh, to them. But uh, Thunder training camp is underway now. They started yesterday. Chet Holmgren, of course, is out for the season with the – Liz Sprank uh, injury to his uh, so foot. Cool, cool name for an injury. Yeah, it's, is uh, he related to Mike Holmgren? No, he's not. Not that I know of. The former uh, coach of the Bless Packers you. and the oh. San Francisco 49ers. Because he looked like he'd be a good basketball guy, Mike Holmgren. I don't know if he ever played. You know, played. real sleek and yeah, fast. Yeah. So I figured but no, I don't, I don't think Chet is related to Mike Holmgren. Maybe. I saw Chet's I, I sister. I I saw Chet's sister. Is she you, tall also? Yes. It's it's really. You know what? And this is not a shot. This is just, this is going to sound mean, but if you just saw them on the street, you'd think you guys might be aliens. Like, I think you might they're be aliens. <laughs> it's not just that they're tall. They're just really thin. Yes. And and so uh, she got out of, so we were at that court dedication with Chet Holmgren and Lindy Waters, and, and uh, his family was with him. I don't know who, but everybody in his family is like tall. Tall. You know, he's not just an anomaly. Wow. In fact, I would say his sister is only about two inches shorter than him. Wow. Yeah. And he's which is how tall? How tall? Is seven he? feet. Yeah. Maybe maybe more. Seven one. Maybe. I need to get him to help me change the bulbs around the house. There you go. <laughs> uh, but Chet, well, he's not doing well, anything right now. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I Chet, mean, Chet won't play, and Shea Gilgis Alexander is out for probably most, if not all, of training camp with the. Uh, MCL sprain in his left knee, but you know he's been the Thunder leading scorer the last two seasons, so he pretty much knows what to do. Right, and and really, even if if he had been out there, they're trying to look at some of these other guys because they they've got to cut three guys right who have regular NBA contracts 
They have 18 of them right now, and you can only have 15 guys under full NBA contracts at the start of the regular season. So they're going to have to lose three guys. If you're going to pick what three guys are going to lose, what would you say? Well, one of them is probably going to be Ty Jerome, uh, who is in a bit of a uh, situation with the – he is sitting out training camp. I'm not sure what the issue is, but his people and Sam Presti and his people – are talking, and so I'm sure we'll see a, a Ty Jerome either a trade or they'll waive him and then perhaps buy out the rest of his uh, contract. So he would be one, and a couple others. Uh, Tail Maladong is probably a candidate, depending upon how well he does or doesn't do during these six uh, preseason games. Darius Baisley could be a guy. No. Yeah. Why would they get rid of Baisley? Well, his defense has improved, but his offense has kind of gone stagnant. Wow. And so his name has been mentioned. And then, Surprises of course, me. Uh, Derek Fabers might be a, another guy, although I'm hearing more and more that he probably will stay on the team because he has at least up toward the trade deadline because he has an expiring contract and he's a savvy veteran. And so that, you know, some of the younger guys can learn some things uh, from him. So we'll... We'll see how how things play out. But they are going to have to make some more moves before the season starts. And their first preseason game is Monday up yeah. in Denver against the Nuggets. That's going to be fun. Yeah, so they get right Sunday after is, uh, is it Sunday or Wednesday is the next one, the home game here? Uh, October well, 3rd, they, I think. Monday is at Denver. Wednesday is sort of a home game, but not really. It's in Tulsa? It's in Tulsa against the Mavericks. And then on Thursday, the Adelaide 36ers come in. That's That's the the Australian team that Josh Giddy played for in the uh, National Basketball League in Australia. So So that'll be kind of cool. So so, uh, college football game day, Kirk Herbstreet, right? He's on there and... And if he's calling a game, they make predictions, right? And if he's calling a game, he can't make a prediction. And I'm sure there's some reason for that uh, besides just not wanting to, but maybe not. So I'm kind of in the same boat. And when we talk Thunder, there's some things I won't be able to talk about now because I work with them. Mm. Isn't that weird? Hmm. <laughs> I know. Hmm. You'll have to leak the info to maybe What's funny, though, like... I'm going to tell you something. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is some <laughs> of the silliest stuff in the world, though. I'm going to say this because I think it's it's super dumb. Is they uh, they close the the bowl the the uh, court off for practice right. on game days. Now they used to do this every once in a while. In the last three or four seasons, it's been every home game. And so what happens is they they don't you you can't go into the bowl while they're practicing. And I think to myself, what do you think is going to happen between now and then mm-hmm. that the other team doesn't already know? Mm-hmm. Here's what I know: you're going to try to do pass the ball. Shoot the ball and put it in the hoop. Maybe rebound. Yeah, it, it's not like yeah. you're learning. You're you're pulling up some secret play that they're never gonna. You know, they're gonna. Uh, it's, well, I just you know, think it's it's, silly. it's funny because you know I've talked to a lot of coaches and and basically they all say, well, you know, we all do the same thing. We just call it different. We have things. different names for what play we're gonna run. But I mean, right. you know, there's only so many things you know you can do really. Right. Right. And. Um, but yeah, they've they've done that. Now back in back in the day, and it's much like the same way with football practice, you used to if you were a member of the media or sometimes even just fans, 
you could go and watch practice yeah. any time that, you know, they you could just walk in. Like up at OSU and OU, you could go down and watch practice if you were a member of the media. And like I said, sometimes even fans could go in there. And uh, media, uh, you know, when uh, the Thunder, that first season, uh, you could go in and watch a lot of practice. And then it's slowly gotten tighter and tighter and tighter. And now most every team uh, won't allow people in, talking about the NBA, won't allow reporters in until the last, until really practice is over and the guys are out there shooting free throws. And that's about all you can see. Kind of the opposite of college football when photographers can come in about the first 15 minutes of practice while guys are kind of doing up, uh, yeah. warming up, doing jumping jacks and stuff right. like that and throwing the ball around, playing catch, but not actually running a whole lot of plays. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was much different in the old days. But now part of that is because everybody has a cell phone and you know, something might get out there. And, and I get it a little more with football. You might put in a special play that you're going to run. Right. You know, it may be, uh, I hate to bring this up. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but the old uh, hook and lateral play that uh, Boise State ran against you guys in the yeah. Fiesta Bowl that year. And that, Statue of Liberty. And the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that's been run a couple of times. Yeah. So I can understand that, but you really don't have that in basketball you know what's funny about that boise state game i hate that you brought it up too but well, you know I you know ahead. i remember thinking <laughs> there was only two plays that we ran in grade school and it was the statue of liberty and the lateral i mean the pickup games because those were the yeah. gimmick plays and you loved it and just the idea that boise state pulled all that stuff out and more importantly for them they won but i want to talk put about them on the map i want to talk about the impending doom the impending doom. Yeah. Uh, well, there are a lot of things this could involve. Well, that's true. I, talking about OU's season or <laughs> football season? Well, no, that's, what that's some, not impending. Some, that's just happening right now. Some fans Venables would tenure. have you believe that. <laughs> Whose tenure? Venable's tenure oh. before they start blaming him for everything, like they ran him out of Bef town last before, time. Before they start blaming Has him? Has it already started? I'm sure it has. <laughs> wow. No, I saw about World War Three, but whatever. You were actually talking about impending truly doom, impending like doom. the real oh, thing, the real yes, the real thing. And there's a lot so going on in the real. world. I think it's real. Yeah. I know I just started this subject and stuff, but I'm gonna let you guys talk for a second. I'm super thirsty. I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> oh, well, so I'll be you, back. Can, you go ahead and leave I, your shady it. spot. I'll get it for you. Go ahead and leave your shady spot yeah, and go, go get, get some refreshment, <laughs> Jeremy. No, go he's, ahead, man. he's go he's ahead. leaving. He's leaving. Okay, so it's, what do we... Uh, it's September you know. 29th, and it's 100 degrees out here in the sun. But so Jeremy's is that a, get some refreshment. Is that an indication for you of impending doom? That no, I do uh, not believe in global warming. But it was a really Saturday hot something day. supposed to be impending doom? Last Saturday we last were... Saturday. Yes, last Saturday. And nothing happened. Oh, was it one of those days where people, people said were, yeah. the yes. was going yeah, and it wasn't yeah, even there were, the moon and the Friday stars night. and the planets, right? It was just No, it was one of those it was a uh, a German a member of the German parliament, I think, said uh, you will remember September twenty fourth or whatever. Six or yeah, whatever. I, so, and there, and I, quite frankly, maybe he was talking. I hate to do this again. So maybe I he was talking about OU football. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, hey, I'm just putting that out there. On what authority? He's going to get a lot of mileage this. out of that. His yeah. own, his own authority. 
He just said it. Yeah, the, the parliament guy? Is that what you're talking about? That's yeah. what he was talking about. That yeah. was last Saturday. We were talking about, about how last Saturday yeah. was supposed to be in yeah. the standing doom. doom is different, though, right, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? It's just water. It's um, vodka. It's in a scotch it bottle. In, it's uh, in the Aberfeldy Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey uh, 12-year-old scotch uh, bottle. But, man, I've been loving putting putting uh, filtered water in these glass bottles. I've well, got a you're not of them. getting the plastic leaching. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Gosh, it's so good. Is, is, there, is there still I a hint, a, a hint of a scotch? Uh, no. In there? What's um, the difference between filtered water and, like... Um, Distilled water. Here, give me some. I don't know. Well, distilled water, they take the minerals out. Is it better? Thank you. No, uh, distilled water is like what you use in an old iron or something. I don't think. Some people drink it. uh, Distilled water, the minerals are taken out. Yeah, no minerals. My uh, my mom used to put that in uh, in the iron distilled water so that it wouldn't calcify and Ooh, that does yep, stop up. It is, isn't it? Cheers. We put it in car batteries, lead acid batteries. Right, yep, yep, yep. There's no, uh, I mean, I get, is it considered dead water? I mean, it, without that, those electrolytes and minerals yeah. in it, it doesn't hydrate you as well. Yeah. 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 But it also probably would have no fluoride in it either, right? Which is good. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, it's very good. Why yeah. is fluoride bad for you? I don't know. Fluoride I just don't want cells. it. Lot, I think cells. America's the only, I mean, lots of foreign countries don't have fluoride in their well, water. Well, lots of fluoride or chlorine. Or chlorine. That's this why is good. I'm lots of lots of foreign countries well. also yes. pee in the same water they drink out of. And they hooked it up. You know. Did I they? have water at the pond. That's good. <laughs> why? Wow, you guys didn't get to hear Ed cuz cuz you're I have headphones but you guys don't. He said a lot of yeah. countries also pee in the same water they drink. So well, we water our grass with Well, you know, I mean, that happens here in the good old US of A. Where? We get a lot of, Oklahoma City gets a lot of water from Lake Hefner. You telling right. me nobody's peed in Lake Hefner? Yeah. Do you realize Come that on. there is a process before that water comes out in your faucet? You realize that? Well, there's no, still there's peeing not in the water. It's like, it's like, no. a, from the, it's actually amazing. From the time it comes out of the reservoir to the time it comes out of your faucet is like 120 days. But there's also studies that the bottled water we drink is no different than the water we get out of it. Oh, yeah. Spring water. Is yep. the best water in the world. Well, one of one of the and really big companies, I think water. it's Dasani or Nestle, something like that. It's tap water. They, down in Dallas, yeah. it's just they're just taking it out of the Dallas tap water. <laughs> there was one years ago that was New York City. They they did yeah. some kind of a special on it. It was basically New York City tap water. I don't know anything about New but York City. But they can City's call tap. it spring water if the city gets some of their water from, from a spring. From a spring. Now, I have a lot of. Oh, okay. I thought I thought they had to bottle it in like April, May, or June. A lot of clients will actually bom, drink bom, Starbucks bom. water. Starbucks water? Because they say it's filtered mm. three different times. Oh. Yeah. And I I mean, they swear by it. Starbucks, and it's not yeah. very expensive. It's good stuff. Well, I just have a regular, uh, I guess, charcoal filter in my fridge. And these, gla- these glass, I have two of these glass bottles. Uh, Monkey Paw is the other one, which I, I like. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm loving it. And, you know, for people who are, you know, prepper-ish, this is a really good thing to do, especially if you're... Um, you know, alcoholics like Randy and stuff. You can take, <laughs> you can take your bottles, and I, oh, pre- I prefer fired. the I prefer the ones with the corks. I don't I don't know that I'd even do it if it was a screw on. But uh, you just take and and f- fill those up. I mean, you know, I wash them out and stuff, and then fill them up with. Uh, See, with that's the water. The, that's the difference between you and me, right there. <laughs> and that's and this will be the only difference. Other than that, we're identical. Go. I wouldn't wash it out. I know. It's got to have really good scotch in there. I know. I know. But, you know, I, 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 
you're going to find this hard to believe, but I don't want to taste a hint of scotch with my water. Really? Yeah. Mm. I really don't. Well, you know, that's interesting. I don't want to taste, taste a hint I of know. water with my scotch. Well, and that's no. why if we ever had to be roommates, we'd be fine. Well, I guess we would. <laughs> Gosh. Well, we're laughing a lot for a end of the world uh, story here, but. Well, that's you know, true. Sometimes yeah. you just have to laugh. No, so that's the thing. Now, yeah, of course, nothing. You know, we talked about it in the last episode, and we were going to do the end of the world. In fact, I got uh, I got a text yesterday from from somebody who I assume was listening to the podcast because of the text they sent me. It didn't mention the podcast. It just said, "What weather radio or what radios do you use that have the National Oceanic stuff on uh, it?" I'm like, "Oh, I guess you listen to the show." Um, no, but you know. I really want more for me, just for fun and entertainment. Did I want to record the Doomsday episode? And it may come anyway, because well, why not? Eventually, eventually, it's it might be come. it might be next week or the week. You know, after. NASA. Did anybody hear? Yes. Uh, did you hear what happened? What about Is it dark little door they saw on Mars? No. no. Oh. About the uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. But no, the uh, <laughs> it's the, like this tall, by the way. The, uh, the Go ahead. well, it's for. Little, little people. Martians. Little, they called little, little green men. Little green men. Not yes. big green men. Little midget, little midget Martians. Little, little midget little Martians. Little green men. Exactly. Kazoo. Uh, you remember Kazoo? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, but did did anybody hear? You know, NASA fired the the dart the, mission. The dart uh, mission, mm-hmm. and uh, my understanding is it hit. The target it hit the asteroid. Did anybody hear what happened? Did it deflect it or no? Oh, did it no, move it the? No, did not. It, I don't think it was designed to move it. They just wanted to make sure they could hit it. I don't know what this is. So this is the first. It doesn't work like that. I know that's the, that's what I thought was hilarious. <laughs> it is absolutely straight from the movie Armageddon. But here's the funny thing. So we have 18 days. What the <laughs> before yeah. it hits Earth? Anyway, yeah. what what they did? First off, I saw a lot of videos of people going, "This is the worst CGI I've ever seen," which I think is pretty funny in general. But they they just fired something into an asteroid to see if they could hit it. And they hit it, and it just destroyed. Basically, they were just waiting for just a probe or something. It had a camera on it, and it was transmitting. So you saw it go all the way in. But I will say it didn't didn't make sense to me because they were shooting at, I think it was Phobos and Deimos or something like that are the names of the two asteroids. And they were hitting Deimos. And if I'm saying that wrong, it doesn't matter. No, those are moons of Mars, aren't they? Phobos and Deimos. I'm just going by what I heard and what I remember. So yes, it could be totally that way. But there was two bodies that were traveling together and they were hitting the smaller of the two. But for me watching it, the scale didn't make sense because you see it past the other one and it's 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 like this one is stationary and, it, and it, the way it passes it versus the way it hits into the other one because you're thinking these objects are coming at this this object too, right? It's coming at us and we're hitting it. It, it didn't make sense to me. You guys should go check well, out maybe, the video. Maybe so. that's yeah. why maybe the guy said it was happening. bad CGI. They would be hitting right. it from the side. That's not what this shows. everything's but. in an orbit. Nothing's coming straight at Earth. Everything is... Well, if it was an asteroid that was endangering Earth, it would at some point be yeah, coming straight Yeah, but it's got to go around and well, no, around, I understand and, that, around but. and get closer. But that's presuming we live on a globe. Oh, I'm not God, sure why that, you think that's, that. That's, that's, I was fixing to say that. That's yeah. assuming the Earth is really round. I'm like, right. it's, it's round, but it's a we, disc. It ain't no need, globe. Goodbye. We need to talk goodbye. to Kyrie goodbye, Irving folks. about that. <laughs> oh, oh, God. 
<sighs> I guess that's not ready for that's the truth. That's the line right there. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, all that this was other the one. stuff yeah, you're good with. The one. But that's the I line. I thought you were red-pilled, man. You're What's not up? going to say my earth is not round. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it. Jesus said it, but whatever. <laughs> well, Kyrie Irving says it's flat. Well, so. he's a Christian. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I really like tying that those two things together. A real Christian would believe the earth is flat. That just feels diabolical. It's probably round. It's round, just flat. Oh, it's round. <laughs> it's just not a globe. Freaking globalist. <laughs> so you're saying it's it's like a frisbee. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? More or less. Yeah. Huh. yeah. There's somewhere, I will say this. Um, it's funny because you get on, when you are a conspiracy guy like I am, and you are on TikTok like I am, you get a whole slew of super crazy conspiracies on TikTok. But one of my favorite ones, and it falls into the flat earth, and more to the point, it falls into a close sun and a close moon, which is required in a flat earth. But in any case, they have some video that's just amazing to see because it's just, it, forget making the argument, it's just weird visuals. And one of them is an airplane that's flying over the clouds and you see the sun in the clouds below the aircraft. Which is really obviously that's weird, but it and I'm sure it's just a pure optical illusion. But man, the way it looks, and then there's another one where you see the sun like in the clouds, like there's clouds all around it, which couldn't be the case, you know. So some well, really weird so do you videos. Think it's because technology has gotten better and information has gotten better that now we think it's a disc versus when we were kids, it was it was round. Well, I don't think anybody thinks it's a disc that in the mainstream, but. But that theory's out there now. I think that, well, yeah, but I mean, it's, so I think the big problem, this is weird because I am not here to make a case for flat earth, <laughs> but I think what happens is this, that the flat earth of the old, it was full of people falling off the edge of the earth. Right. And the flat earth model that is currently touted today is one that has the Ant Antarctica as an ice shelf around keeping everything in, keeping, you know, and so you can't fall off. But the other thing is there's a couple things that that's interesting about this. And, and a lot of it is some of the maps from not that long ago. I think when we think about a globe, we think it's been around like that for at least two, 300 years. Mm -hmm. But why are you doing that? Ed? I'm just talking about what people are saying. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Ibn, Ibn, Ibn al-Haytham. Okay. Are you in, stroking out? In six <laughs> in six hundred AD showed that the earth was round. And from that point on, all the scientific journals and everything agreed with him. Well, that's actually that not it was true. round. Historically. Yes, yes, no. I mean, okay, church, but whatever. It was only the church that said it was flat. <laughs> no. And that's because they were trying to explain that the earth is the center of the universe because that's where God created Adam. And the sun cannot be the center of the universe because for the earth to be round with our celestial models, the universe has, or the earth has to revolve around the sun, not the sun around the earth. All you have to do take a stick put it in the ground at dawn yeah and then as the shadow moves just trace it yeah and the earth makes a disc is round okay well plus there's this little problem you have uh, you have I haven't people, even got to make my points before in, you just it's with so interesting with but. people in the space shuttle right who are in space yeah that, so sure. we think Taking that's what we're seeing pictures yeah of the earth the on from all 12? the yeah, from right. all the sides yeah from mm -hmm. all the sides and well, it's, see, it's round. Hold on. Well, well, Hold see, on. Now, he's, he's, Jeremy's, correct me if I'm wrong here. 
Jeremy's not saying the earth isn't round. He's saying it's, He's a, disc. Saying it's a disc. And I'm, not, like, it's and round I'm just like explaining what round. others are saying. No, because, that's what he's saying, because, right? Actually, you because haven't even then, made a point. Because then you would have, you would <laughs> have pictures because then you would have pictures from the space shuttle showing the side of well, the disc. See, now that... Going, holy shit, the Earth's not... <laughs> <laughs> holy crap, the Earth... Holy maloli. Great Caesar's ghost. <laughs> the Earth is not round. Hold no, on. That's right. I've, I've dropped a couple of S-bombs on okay. the show myself. It's so, not a disc. But no, see, that's, that is exactly what I'm thinking. At some point, if you're taking all these pictures, there's going to be an okay. edge. Can I just address a thing? They're just not telling us, Is it okay? Randy. Listen, is it okay if I can just postulate yes, a, go ahead. a, a thing? The floor, the yes. floor is yours. Go ahead. Okay, yes. fantastic. I am not saying what I'm about to say is what it is. I'm I'm saying in an effort to have a, a communication and, and an actual, actual discussion with somebody, it's important to validate the possibilities that are absolutely possibilities. For example, when you take a picture with a camera lens, the one that is taking our wide shot right now, if everyone looks online, they will see a slight curvature to the fence line. The reason they see a curvature is because at four millimeters, which is what that lens is, it causes a thing called fisheye effect, which can be amplified radically based on your lens. And the fisheye effect at close range does not show up. So if you have a person standing in front of this camera, if I scoot up to the camera and I'm standing right in front of it, I don't look like I'm any kind of weird shape other than my actual shape. I was going to say. I know. But <laughs> at distance, at distance, you see a curve. So therefore, and, and here, this is demonstrated. This is the thing that's the, the, is the point. Regardless of the globe and like the actual globe of the earth, there are some, when you're not, I'm not talking about the full picture of the earth. I'm talking about the, the low altitude stuff. Like even the Red Bull one is the best one where the Red Bull guy does the highest free fall. Did you ever see that video? Mm -hmm. So there's two video shots of that. There's the GoPro cam. Well, GoPros, and Jim will know this from other things, yeah. have massive fisheye, yep. right? Mm. That's their normal. So when you see that angle, the earth is really globy, and you can tell that. Even though at that particular height, it's not near as extreme. When you go to the other camera that's on board the, the craft that took that guy to that height, the balloon, it's not the same. And so all I'm going to say is this, is that if a person is a flat earther and they see that video without anybody doing anything to try to purposely do anything, they're going to say, see, you see what they do? They use a fisheye lens to make it look like a globe because the other one, it looks really, really flat. Based on a Red Bull guy. Ba just what do you? What does that mean? What does that mean? Based they're on they're going to base their whole whole theory. That, that is that one of a no. No, they're not because some Red Bull well, guy Ed, jumped wait, out of a but plane. Ed, why do you think when I make a single point that we that's the to, only point that they make? I'm I didn't say it was the only. point. You just said they're going to base it on a Red Bull guy. Yes, no, you just said that. I said that well, when they see this, the they're going to say this guy's using a fake lens to make a rough Yeah, just sponsored by Red Bull. He might not even drink Red Bull. He might not really. Based on that is dumb. No, but, but, you take, but it's not. But it's not based. It's a part of their argument. So, so Ed, Ed, stop, stop, one, stop, one, stop. 
Stop! No, stop! It's a part. Welcome to scatter shooting, it ladies is, and gentlemen. You, you cannot do that. You can't turn my words around. I said it's a part of their and argument. I said that's a ridiculous. No, part of you, the said argument. Yeah. you said it. You said to base it. To base it. Stop! Stop! Let's use the word base. No. Base means foundation. Yeah. To build your case <laughs> on is, that is done. And I'm not saying they're building their case on Good. it. Good. I'm happy. I'm for saying you. that they're making that a part of their I'm, case. I'm basing, You're saying that they're basing it no, on. I'm saying they're stupid no. because the, the first <laughs> thing. The first, every, You're just wrong. Every first year astronomy student. She's a witch, Doug. She out. came down in a bubble and she just, her sister was a witch. What's that make her? Wait, this is this is what's incredible. What? The, the modern world was it's social media. It's not like this every and we show. Were, and, we were, and we were talking about this before, before we, before Happy when we weren't recording audio. <laughs> right. Is with all this social media, with all this nonsense, with, with every insane person being able to get on Twitter and make some stupid argument, and people go, oh, look, oh, that's a really neat idea. Oh, he said that the Red Bull guy jumped with a fake lens. But Actually, he didn't if, say it was a fake lens. A, a, yeah, guy, a guy in 600, <laughs> a guy in 600, mm-hmm. Ibn how Al, bad was Ibn, his lens? Ibn al-Itham <laughs> used a stick and said, let's look at this logically and see how the sun travels around the earth, and that'll tell us what shape the earth is. So now, wait a minute, Ed. You're talking about a guy with a stick. Yes. Yeah. Looking at the (laughs) shadow and tracing it on the earth. And that proved, and we have regressed. So back then, there was common sense and the understanding of (laughs) physics that said when when a physical object gets hit by light, it creates a shadow, and if you watch the shadow, it will give you the form of the object that's creating the shadow. I wouldn't say we've regressed. And he tra- yeah. Yes, we have. I would say, when we can say, I would stuff say there's like, more wisdom on the earth. When we can say stuff like, it's flat, it's well, a disc. I just don't just understand based on Just based on ridiculous internet rumors and conspiracies, well, you got to do something more than say... You know, just well, saying my, my thing, people with ridiculous would, uh, internet I don't and, that. and information. We base World War Three on the same same information we're getting. I mean, how do we know what's really happening over there? How do we know we're really getting the truth? We don't. I don't. So, I, I haven't. I haven't seen any might. news. I haven't seen any news channels reporting on flat Earth. Or that it's a disc. So, saying, so you're I'm telling they've talked a lot see, about like, Kyrie Irving, but you don't know, watch the NBA. The information you got to now, 2022. Okay. There is a lot more wisdom on the earth. A lot more wisdom on the earth. I think it's a lot, a lot less. Well, here's the I thing, know. though. Ed, yeah. every, wisdom. All I There's hear, more knowledge. I don't hear There's, that you have any, that. that there is no possibility that, that anyone could ever change your mind with a point or an argument. Yeah, they could. I don't if, think if that's you, true. If, if you had a, peer refer, a peer-reviewed scientific journal yeah. come out and show, using physics, that the earth right. was not round... I would read so it and I would take the only that in. That's going to change your mind is if it comes through this little pigeonhole. No, right. it's not a little pigeonhole. Well, here's here's why I think that this is inconsistent with you as a person. Because on the one hand, you absolutely believe in Jesus and you believe that the word of God is infallible. I, I won't put words in your mouth, but you believe the Bible. And the Bible would pay, would argue against some of your physics. A lot of them actually. Mm-hmm. It would Disagree. argue Oh, so you How? think there's a physics explanation why there are two people that just went to heaven and never died? 
there's a physics ex, uh, explanation of why the sea was parted and the Israelites walked across dry land. You realize the Bible no, also no. makes a distinction between <laughs> physical, worldly things and spiritual things. And they're you different. Lost. You no, lost. I didn't. Yeah. You're going to say the Bible does not make a difference I'm between saying, spiritual things and physical things? No, I'm not making that case. Okay, then. You just talked about a spiritual thing. That has nothing to do with physics. No, I talked about, about the Red Sea being parted. This is physics. And the Red Sea was being parted. That was a spiritual thing by God. So you're telling That's me that different. didn't... Yes, it happened. Okay. Well, I, I disagree with you, and I think that you're closed-minded to, uh, to even hearing somebody's position, which makes you in a position where you can't have a conversation with somebody you disagree with. You just want to call them stupid. No. And, and so well, you, you want to find your point because all I was trying to get at when I mentioned the Red Bull thing was one example, and you took this example, and you said people on the Internet are stupid who use Red Bull as a basis for their argument, and that's not at all what I was say saying. Because the, to say because the GoPro no, I understand camera that. causes a fisheye right. effect... That proves so. Then that they the also Earth is, they also trying to fool us, right? And then they also show the ISS GoPro camera, and, or or their camera that also has a fisheye lens. You can go through. A, it doesn't matter the source because you'll always discredit the source because of your predisposed belief. And all I'm, I'm simply saying is, you can't. That you're not going to do anything in life with that. You're just going to stay on one I'm, side. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> all right, all right. Ed's out. Um, okay. Well, it is the uh, the hundredth episode of Scatter Shooting, and we it told wouldn't you, be a Scatter Shooting without. We told you it was going to be off. a special show, a little Ugh. different, and by golly, I think it has been. I don't think this has ever happened before. Although you and I, close. you and I got into a pretty good argument. Just uh, what was it last week what or week over? before last? I don't know. Well, the, it was over the uh, German. Uh, 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 parliament oh, guy. We didn't get an argument. I just you just edited me. You just you never well, let me make my point. Because the 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 only part of the video I saw was him saying, "Right, we will. Everyone is going to remember September twenty fourth. Yeah. That's all I heard. I didn't hear we're going to remember it because of this, that, or the other. Yeah, it's we're just, well okay. I remember September twenty fourth quite." Vividly, that's the day OU and Texas both got beat. <laughs> I mean, but I, that's what—that's all I was saying. Was that's all I—that's all I heard. Yeah, was that people are going to remember September twenty-fourth, and and I uh, was trying to further explain that without. And I finally let you. Video, I think, but I did interrupt you several times, <laughs> and I think. I think not, but you never got up and walked out. But I, I think uh, I, well, uh, I, was, I was poking at you. I was the bit. first one to I walk would. off of this set today. So yeah, but you, you were just getting a drink. I, just, I did just they get a drink. Water. Drinking. We have. <laughs> well, I know. I'm like, wow. At least we think. Uh, I don't know. Are you sure that's but, water? Yeah. You know what? It my is, yeah. my my Lots main argument <laughs> with the disc thing is that if it really was a disc, I would think at some point. There would be a, and I guess, you know, maybe they just didn't take the photograph or the photograph was conveniently lost. But at some point, you would see an edge, wouldn't you? I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're orbiting a Frisbee. Yeah, you're you're gonna see an edge. Well, here's aren't a, you? yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, again, if you're in their position. And again, this is what I find so silly about all of this. I'm just simply making a point that they make because I think that 
we what what I have an issue with is people not addressing their actual issues, right? They just dismiss and roll their eyes and say you're idiots. And my point is to say that in textbooks in the in the United States, flat Earth was still in there in the 1920s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not yeah. talking about something no, that's really, right, you know. And but yeah. my point is, and I'm I'm I want to answer your question though about the why they wouldn't see a disc. But okay, well that's my that right. is my main thing. If it's truly a disc, yeah. a frisbee, right? Aren't you going to see an edge at some yes, point? Yes, you would absolutely see that. But you have to understand. Again, their argument, there is a very narrow group of people who control all the content. Mm-hmm. Very narrow. I would believe that. I mean, when you're talking about, because you, you don't go up there and see. And when you see amateurs, here, here's one of the big problems, is that amateur rocket people and things like that, when they th- throw things up in the air, I mean, shoot rockets, not throw things. They shoot rockets up to 10,000, even just in airplanes. You get to 10,000 feet, 20,000 feet, and you look out with your eye. You, you would think at 20,000 feet, you're going to see a pretty dis- significant curve. Mm-hmm. But, and again, I haven't paid attention. Last time I flew, I mean, I didn't see that far out. It's like cloud cover and all this other stuff. But my point is, is that those are the, those are the arguments against. Because, like, how high do you have to get to start really seeing a curve? Well, Jim was a pilot, is a pilot. What, I mean... Well, and from what I understand, just from I used to really read a lot of like military stuff about the Strike Eagle, like the F-15 back when I was a kid. That was kind of new stuff. And from what I understand, is you do have to get up a lot higher than what a commercial airliner. Commercial airliners thirty-five, forty thousand feet, right? And they can go a little higher to get above storms if they have to. The Strike Eagle, I think, was sixty thousand, and then they had another was eighty thousand. Of course, the SR seventy-one was like a hundred thousand right. feet. And I, it's my understanding that you do have to get well above the um, commercial airline to really see a good defined curve. And what I find interesting about that is the arguments that are made by this a lot of people who are the globalists, we'll say, is they'll take photos from the top of a building and say, see, there's a clear curve. Well, of course the flat earthers are going to argue the, the lens because that's factually real. Right. Mm-hmm. It is the lens causing that curve. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, no, and so so my problem is the the kind of volatility that this obviously brings about because no one's winning this argument with actual undisputable things. They're going with something that actually is somewhat disputable instead right. of something that's p- c- completely indisputable. And bottom line, what does it matter? Yeah, that's what well, I was bottom line, a good what does it Well, matter? it does matter, and I'll, I will tell you why I think it matters. If you go go out to, I'm, I'm thinking of the ocean. When you go out to the beach and you look out at the ocean, I don't know how far the naked eye could see standing up six foot tall, but you can see a ways out there, and to me it still looks... Yeah. Okay, well, what about, well, what about this? Let's say, let's say you're on a... Uh, coast-to-coast flight, or you're on a flight from Chicago to Paris or something like that, or you're on an around-the-world flight. You may have to stop a couple times, but you're going, let's say you're going from New York back to New York. At some point, wouldn't you hit literally the edge of the earth if it truly was a disc? Well, I'm just trying to make a logical and the flat Argument. earth the flat earth model has antarctica not being at the bottom of the earth it's a it's a shelf around so unless you fly south to everything over the antarctic which you can't do the antarctic airspace is closed you can't get there so you so, so their argument might be 
that's where the edge is. A, a better way of looking at it like this, because this is what I think most of mostly is what's happened, is that if you take a top view of the Earth at the at the North Pole and then spread it out and make it flat, yeah. that's kind of like the flat Earth model. North Pole. Right. And then the Antarctic yeah, becomes a ring around it. Well, then everywhere we go is all within that ring. Well, and that's uh, the way, I mean, the, the flat, full maps of the world. Right. That's kind of the way they are. Well, they have to have some vantage point, right? R- right. And right. and they're, paved, they're flat. They're not yeah. globes. Right. And so they, they have to be flat. Well, one of the arguments that the flat earthers make that I think is, is on the other side of this that is not a good one either is they, they look up flights, and, and they, they just look up flights. They just do it right in front of you. You say, I'm going to go from Kuala Lumpur to New York City, and you're going to fly. And then they say, okay, so uh, on the globe model, or the, the, yeah, the, not the globe model, sorry, the, uh, the flat earth model, well, it doesn't matter what they do. What they do is they look up those cities and say, okay, we're going to stop here, here, and here. And then they look at it on a globe, and they draw the line, and they say, well, this doesn't make sense. You would think it would just go straight across, right? And 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 so, because you're doing all these weird angles to get where you're going. As soon as they pull up their flat earth map, it's always a straight line. And the stops that you're stopping in make sense now all of a sudden. Hmm. So where it may look like, like, for example, if you were going to go from Hawaii to South America, you wouldn't think you were going to hit anywhere in North America. You would just go f- straight down to South America. All right. Well, let me use a weather. And I'm weather, saying that they're wrong in that, by the way. Let me use a weather argument here. We're after our time, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I don't care. But I still okay. want to know why it matters. I, I can tell you off here what I was Okay. Uh, Gaslighting is the answer. Quick first. Okay, that's good. On a weather situation. Yeah. All right. Uh, you have your weather radars. Yeah. They shoot, those radars shoot a beam straight out. Okay? Yeah. And the further away storms are, okay? Yeah. The beam is going straight out. Sure. The further away storms are, the higher in the storm the beam hits. Right. In my way of thinking, there's no other explanation for that. No, that's a good one. The beam is not changing its elevation. Right. And you're starting out with it very, when you're very close to the radar, it's basically shooting the ground. Mm. I mean, where you see things that are on the ground. Right, because it's That's right why there. you get a much better picture of a tornado when it's up fairly close because you're shooting Everything. right into yeah. the bottom of the storm. Right. But if that storm, that same storm is out in Elk City, your radar beam. Higher altitude. Higher altitude, right? So you're not seeing, and and so how how would they explain that? Well, I don't know that they would. I, that's a good argument. I mean, that's the thing. I I think we live on a globe. <laughs> so <laughs> do never, I. I've never so made the I. case that we haven't. Right. Right. Jokingly <laughs> that, said things. I mean, but, that yeah. to me, there's no other explanation yeah. than that it's rounded, and right. so the farther out that beam goes. The relative, relatively, the right. higher it is. The only argument that the I atmosphere. think they would not, not only they make it, but I think they would ask: Is it a straight laser beam line, or yes. does it go? Does it's it a have, straight laser beam. Now yeah. you can adjust the tilt on the radar. Yeah, but it's but, just a straight line. Yeah, it's a straight line. But like I say, you can adjust it because sometimes, as storms are in close, 
you might want to see what's going on higher up. See how high uh, water is being circulated to see how big the hail might be or what the, the winds in the upper elevations of the storm are doing. Yeah. Because the rotation may be up there that will then... So you can, uh, you can adjust it. And I guess they might say that that's what's going on. Right. But otherwise, it is a straight beam out from the radar. Right. But the further away, you higher, the higher up that beam hits in the storm. Yeah. Well, because the globe is... Yeah. We just pay back for being a critical thinker. I, right? I know, right? It's, it's, it really is. Yeah. It's like he's not saying this, but he brings up critical thinking points. And they're excellent. And points. then, yeah, and then people think, oh, well, he's a flat earther. Or whatever. It's <laughs> right. like, no, I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, well, our music's going. Tom just got here. Because he didn't want to be on the show, he just wants to come and. Tom would have been great. He could he tell some old uh, stories <laughs> that are certainly worth telling. All right, that'll do it. I hope you enjoyed our uh, 100th episode. It was like no other, (laughs) which you can take that anyway. If you've watched it all, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, That'll do it for us, for Rachel and Jim and Ed, who's no longer here. They do still want to remain somewhat anonymous. I'm Randy Renner. I'm Jeremy Griffin. Hopefully we'll join you again next week, but from the studio where it maybe will be a slightly cooler. Maybe. Have a great week, and hopefully Doomsday doesn't arrive before we're with you again next Wednesday. <laughs>